everyone and thank you and yours for tuning in to the dose cruising right along with mr brian north back for round 41 i don't even know what it is but you have an open invitation always to Dude, guest studios sick. man love when, it. whenever it works out for your schedule man we love, love having it. you here I might just come watch sometimes. Hey, you know what I mean? I love it. I it's good energy. I dig it. Let's do it. Why don't you grab a host? Uh, uh, <laughs> grab not, a, not a host. <laughs> no, what? No. Sorry. I don't know what was going on. I don't, know. I don't even know what you guys heard, but I was going to say, why don't you grab a guest <laughs> yeah. and you could be the host Great. is what I was that going for. I don't, know, I don't know what you guys heard on that yep. one, but uh, no, grab a guest. Yep. You could be a host and you do a little interview Perfect. like last time, man. I mean, let's mix it up. You know, I'm sure... There's got to be at least at least one person, maybe two, that are sick of our voices by now. Maybe I think one. we should bring Stephanie Gonzalez on here. Hey, you yeah. know what? She's she's running. She's got a new voice, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's uh, she's she's a and she's a verbose version of herself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I think uh, if, if you guys feel like there's a value for a badass operator to come on and talk to those operation minded people out there. Hey, She's a badass what? that way. I think th that's current and relevant yep. for yep. every single listener. Yep. I think that that's on the dose. Cool. We're all trying to operate something, right? Yep. No doubt. And I know that she uh, she's extremely sharp. I haven't seen nope. Stephanie for quite some time, but yep. obviously very sharp. It's great that she's uh, coming out of her shell a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she is. I love is. to hear that. I know. Becoming awesome. a little more boisterous. Yep. Yeah, she just, yes. Yeah. We're going to have her here. No, We're yeah, going to get yeah, her yeah. here. I'm, I'm going to make a push. I love it. Yeah, I might not be able to be the host on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it know. might be a little weird. Yeah, so, but you're anyway, asking her things yeah. that you're trying to actually know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's so last Stephanie, month's uh, Let me ask you real quick. Do you like me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry, uh, Stephanie. I know you're listening. We'll take Love the you. P and L conversation yeah. offline. Yeah, that's right. You got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, that's good. Well, thanks, man. I, yeah. You know, huge thing. I hope you had a great birthday yesterday. Oh, and, you know, you're great. up this morning. You're feeling good. You look good. Play good. You know, so it's all, it's all good. Right. So all good. Covered a ton of ground already, yep. man. And and I love these outside the box conversations. It's not all, like you said, it's not all about the, especially the dose in our industry in general. It's not all about you know, real estate production and how do we do this and this tool and that tool. And, you know, uh, it's these, this, this piece, what we've, what we've been liking to, or what we've been calling this lately, you know, around our, around our camp, you know, around my home group is the personal side of business. Right. And so we, we talk a ton on the business side yep. of business and productivity and growing the business and scaling and all these things. Yep. Right. But how about that personal side totally. of business? you know, and our mindset and our well-being and our mental wellness in general, because we're all going through something, let alone everything that's going on in the world right now. So 100%. again, we've covered so much ground and it's good stuff. And like we said, you, you know, you can always go on, uh, go on, but you know, a little bit of a kind of hybrid as we do kind of transition back into the business yeah. a little bit is, um, you know, you kind of brought us up to speed with kind of the landscape of where we're at in today's environment. Yep. Where do you see us? Where do you, what do you see down the road? If we were to kind of Again, again, continue to look for the future uh, or look towards the future of that future landscape. What's that look like? How do we operate? How do we stay productive and stay in business? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, all we can do, we, there's, there's two, we'd like to talk about looking in the rear view mirror. Where'd you come from and what information do you have that are case studies to lead you to where you're going? And then you use your intuition, you use your creativity, your study, your wisdom, wherever it is that's, that you have that extra time to chart it out on a dry erase board to try and figure out where the market's going. I'm going to use, I, by the way, here's my disclaimer. I'm not making any predictions. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know we know plenty of predictors in this market. Right, right. Um, and so I'm in no way making predictions, but I, I'm, I feel like there's some, there's enough information for us to be able to use to identify where we're going. 
There's only two times I've seen 8,000 homes on the MLS. One of them was in 2005, six. Right. I think we all know what happened after that. And the other one was in 2011. Okay. Now here's the cool part. In both scenarios, uh, they were not the same outcome. One was uh, froth in the market, which I feel is similar-ish to where we're at now in 2005, 2006. Very different circumstances with, yeah. you know, fixed rate mortgages and money down and all kinds of things that are very important there. Um, but still, it was a frothy up market. Mm -hmm. And in 2011, it was the bottom of the market. And that's where we had hedge funds buying up all of the properties, sucked all that inventory out of the marketplace, but it created a similar transaction world. However, there were rebound effects that were big V market, right? Rebound effects that came from those times. So here we are again with 8,000 homes. So something is going to change. If one was the bottom and it went up and the other was the top and it went down, are we at the top or the bottom right now? So which way might it go? It's, I feel like going to be a different meaning not, I don't know if it's going to be down or, up, or, or, or I, I don't feel like it's going to continue up forever. Let's just put it that way. Does it go flat? Does it go down? Is there small depreciation in outer lying areas? Maybe, maybe something like that. Take that. Next thing is you got to look at interest rates right now. So low, people are getting locked into historically low interest rates. When interest rates go up, there's always going to be a fear nagging people in the back of their head that says, I'm never going to get that rate again. Right. Right? I'm never going to get that rate again. So they're going to want to hold on to something, which fundamentally that's the house they live in that right. has that rate. So you start looking at the landscape of what we have going and you know, not knowing what's going to happen with our national economic you know, current situation. Uh, or a local, right? Uh, either or. But you start to go, okay, it's leading me to a place where people right now, a lot of people are moving up. They're getting tied into great rates. They've got a great affordability here in our state, at least. So when it comes time to transact, as inventory starts to come back up, are we going to see people transacting at a high level if in fact rates go up and, and uh, you know, if there's any blip in the economic world, things like that. So for me, it feels like worst case scenario, we're going to be somewhere in a stagnant market, maybe some outer lying depreciation, uh, and certainly in those really nice core areas of the market, you're going to see normal transacting, that sort of thing. That's generally my feeling on the market. Kind of meh, you know what I mean, is, is what the next turn will be. However, it creates a big challenge for us, which is, are there enough transactions happening, right? I heard Elliot Pollock speak. It was a while ago. It was about a year, year and a half ago. But his forecasts are quite long. I mean, he doesn't give you information that's that adjusts tomorrow. And he talked about um, reduced household formation, less marriage licenses, so less people getting married, less birth certificates, so less children being had. All of these things lead to housing, right? I need a bigger house because I'm starting a family, those kinds of things. So it generally led to the conversation that there would be less transacting. Right now, that's obvious because we have low inventory. If you bundle all that up, what are the ways that we can transact or make money as real estate professionals if we don't have the normalized transaction process that we have? So then you start looking at, okay, if people are hunkered down in their homes, what is one thing that most people are going to want to do? Either remodel, add on. That's going to be a really obvious one. I have heard that there are compliant mechanisms out there where you can partner with a general contractor and get a referral fee in a compliant way within the real estate market. Go look into that ourselves. You can hear all my disclaimers, Mr. Clevin. <laughs> 
So uh, go go <laughs> look at, go look into that out there and right. see if that's compliant. Get your own legal advice, your own disclosures, your own addenda, your right, own right. You know, <laughs> hold harmlesses, whatever it might be. But just go check all that stuff out. So an interesting place to pay attention if, in fact, so many of our past clients and our sphere of influence are going to be staying in their home. The other one is there will be forced moves. There will be people with job relocation. There will be people with divorce, bankruptcy, job loss, um, you know, in, job increase, uh, meaning uh, compensation increase. And so they want to move up. But now we've got this interest rate conversation. We've got people hanging on. We don't know what's going to happen with property values. And I think that's where creative finance comes into play. Sell a carry back, mortgage wrap, um, lease options, lease options, lease purchases, um, uh, and going and trying to figure out how can keep your eye open. I mean, who knows if this happens, but it wouldn't surprise me if the banking world said that you could assume loans again. I don't know that that will be, but let's just pay attention and see if it comes. Because if all of a sudden no one's transacting and banks' interest rates go up and they're not making any more money and no one's moving, then is there an opportunity or is there a potential that they're like, hey, now there's an assumable position again. If everyone's locked in at 2.9%, no one wants to move, then the whole market stagnates. They'll find a way to unstagnate it. And that might be a way. So these would be things that we're paying attention to on the horizon that I think real estate professionals today, there's a seller carryback addendum in your AAR forms. Go study that form. Ah, that brings up another one. In terms of how are you cultivating your business? How are you growing right now? Man, more than ever right now, your contract is your samurai sword. This is what I've been talking about. If you don't know your contract, you're blowing it right now. Slow down, pull out a come before you go read your next favorite wisdom book, 10X this or compound effect or whatever, you know what I mean? Go 10X your contract. Literally today, today, uh, we go through it line by line with, with our team, uh, Robin and I, and we go every single week, we go through each section of the purchase contract and like kindergartners reading in a circle Indian style. It's like once section four B today was section four of the purchase contract. And, and then what it does is it brings up, you know, here, all these different addenda that come right. up. And so then we go pull the addenda out. We read the addenda. I mean, we're doing it as a revision for some people. It's a revisit for other people. It's they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know the, <laughs> right. Was, uh, I can't believe I didn't yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of eye opening language oh, yeah. for people who are just speeding through their contract. So, I bring up the contract in the spirit of this future forward conversation, which is it's going to be a game of centimeters moving forward, right? Spending $10,000 a month on lead generation. There's everyone. I mean, if you have the means to do it, someone's probably is doing it. You know, if you have 20 grand to spend on print marketing, someone's doing it. I mean, all the big movements that us as agents starting out in the business thought we had to do to be successful. If you actually just go focus on the game of inches, the things that people aren't paying attention to, you can make leaps and bounds competitive advantages. in your Such business. great points, dude. Such great points. I love that you saying that the contract's a samurai sword. And you've mentioned that I've heard you say that before. And, uh, this is another one of those things at this time, at this time right now, if you're not as busy as you'd like to be, that's some, that's a function that you can absolutely, cause it goes on and on. I still get, cause I used to be the DB around my respective organization. I still get a couple questions of old, old school people. And it, to this day, things will come up and they're like the way that little things are worded or it can be taken various ways. It's, it's all over the place, right? So there's so many things to, to, uh, to kind of dive in on, on that front. And I love that you guys are doing that. And the other thing I'm taking away from this too is, and I don't know if this has been said, but I'm going to kind of coin it right now, or maybe it, it has been uh, micro transactions. Yeah. You know, you got the, 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 the macro transaction, which is the purchase or the sale. Right. But like you just mentioned, the opportunities that are there beyond the sale mm-hmm. 
to potentially generate revenue, mm-hmm. to nurture the relationship, to still, to still be a source of knowledge and a resource mm-hmm. and to still be in the center of the transaction. We used to talk about that back in the day. If you remember when, when the iBuyer thing was still, was like so prevalent, we're like, well, you still got to stay in the center of the transaction, right? Even if they're going to go the iBuyer route, still be that point person, right. right? Even if you're going to facilitate and push them in that direction, because that's what's best for them. You still need to be in the center of the transaction. That's right. Still relevant today with, with just a little bit of a different context. That's right. It's, right. Look, it's, we get paid in direct correlation with the value we provide. There you go. Right. So if at the end of the day, we stop providing value because the market disallows us to create the same value we once created, guess what? Better you figure don't it out. Get, you don't yeah. get paid. Right. That's it. Super right. simple. So if we start paying attention to what the landscape of the market is starting to show us in terms of consumer sentiment, and then we start, if four out of your next people are like buyers are like, you know what, we've just decided to stay in our house, remodel and add on a master suite. You're like, well, uh, how do I figure out to be a part of that in some way? Right. If in fact there's a compliant way, right? right? I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble here. Go do your own research, but start to ask those questions. There's a way, so long as it's compliant, there's a way to get there. Um, so microtransaction. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you coined it. I'm going to put it in my pocket. <laughs> there you, you know? go. Hey, I'm take gonna put it. Put that coin in my put pocket. Put that coin right in your yeah, pocket. You know? right. Look for ways. Mm-hmm. We all have a responsibility to do this. Look for ways to create those microtransactions yep. beyond the sale. You know, you bring up a great one and we're freestyling right now for the listeners out there. You know, in the spirit of knowing the contract, go into your AAR forms and just start at alphabetical letter A and just go through the different forms in right. forms. And they're going to teach you like, what is a lease purchase? Right. What is a lease option? What is an option? What is a seller carry back? I mean, all these forms are in there for a reason. And all of a sudden you'd be like, I could have done this with the Smiths. Right. I could have done that with the Johnsons. Yeah. And yeah. now you're understanding like, holy cow, there are so many options and tools at my disposal within this contract batch that I can really create anything out of thin air. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, you're inspiring me right now because I always go back and listen to these dose, especially yeah. when I was, you know, the great guests like yourself on. And, uh, you know, th- this is something that I think that we need to be talking about more, right? Is this is what we need to deliver in, in our training and our education on a, on a daily, weekly basis. Because I, I, I agree with you that, these are some things that are going to be coming down the pipe, yep. right? And and so we need to educate ourselves, all of our agents, all the agents on the other, other end of this need to start educating themselves with right now. We should be getting creative for a long time, Yep. right? Oh, you yeah. Know, that's part of our, our, our responsibility as agents is putting deals together and being creative and structuring, et cetera. But uh, I think that that's going to get pushed to the forefront too. I'm with it. So yep. on that note, educate yourselves. We'll wrap up the week. Amazing uh, few days with my man, Brian North. Guys, have a great day, great weekend. Thank you to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage Alliance, Property Inspections. Thank you guys for all you do. Talk to you next week. See ya. Later. Bye-bye.